Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast, brought to you by TargetInternet.com. Hello and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Kieran Rogers. And I'm Daniel Rolls. And today, Daniel, we have, well, a couple of things. We're going to be going through a tips and tools episode, which I haven't done for ages. I'm super excited about this. Yeah, we've been a bit guilty of doing too many of them before because we come across so many tools. It's just really nice to share them. And it's a bit, it's an easy episode, really, for us. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's lots of nice stuff to talk about. Um, but we should also start with an apology of sorts in that we've been putting an episode every week, as normal still. But you haven't heard from Kieran and I together for a little while because we've been releasing lots of interviews, basically. And having spoken to quite a few of you, much as you love the interviews, uh, you like them from time to time. And you like to hear us, I find very peculiar, to be honest. We've had them back to back for a while. And do you know what? We've also had a little bit of a break. Like, I don't think we put an episode out for about 20 days or so now. Okay, which is very bad of us because yeah. we, we got out of the habit of doing that. Yeah. So thank you very much for coming back to us. Yeah. Uh, lots of exciting reasons why we've been away. Yeah. So, we've been uh, busy. We have we've been very busy. Been and you'll see up. lots of it. So we've got new ranges of qualifications on the website. We are, which I should announce actually, we are now Hootsuite's training partner. So we're providing lots mm. of training for Hootsuite across the Europe, Middle East and Africa. Uh, we are also doing more things with the Imperial College in London. Mm. Uh, we've got some very exciting things up our sleeve for next year. We're going to be launching a series of webinars. Kieran and I finished writing a book oh about podcasts. We should probably, that probably took up a fair bit of time. So we've got a book coming out next year about podcasts, which has been a painful process as writing a book always is. And loads of other exciting stuff which we'll announce in 2019. So we'll keep you posted on all those kind of things. Let's dive in to the smorgasbord of lovely digital marvellousness, which is this episode. We've got some great tools to, to share with the guys, haven't we? You have. I reckon we should start with a couple of things from IBM Watson. Yeah. So um, we were very kindly helped by IBM and uh, Jeremy Waite, who is a fellow podcaster and a very senior person at IBM, and pointed out some stuff about podcasting, but more generally about the IBM Watson tool. IBM Watson is an artificial intelligence tool that's particularly good at natural language. And the first way I came across this was the the IBM Watson Twitter analysis tool. And we'll put the link in the show notes. It's so good. It is good. So what it allows you to do, it will allow you to analyze your own Twitter account or a body of text or there are some existing accounts on there. So you can click onto Oprah's account, for example, and it will analyze her personality and so on as well. And essentially, it will try and break down for you the tone of voice that you use consistently, what character traits you have, the things you are likely and unlikely to do. Why I think this is important is that you really want to make sure that any text that you're writing or any tweets that you're posting are cohesive and part and parcel of your overall brand. And this does some really good analysis. It will throw out the odd wacky thing now and again, but that's probably due to your use of language. But it really kind of gives you a note. Are you communicating in the tone of voice that you wish to be doing so in? So I, I take a look and you can't really get your head around this until you look at it. Uh, the link's in the show notes. If you Google IBM Watson Twitter analysis tool, you'll find that as well. Um, but there is an extension of that as well that does something else with news yeah, content. Yeah, so it's a similar sort of tool, but it gives you a very visual indication of how different news sources are all interlinked together. So you, you end up with a bit of an, I describe it sort of like an image map of lots of different sources and how they all interact. I found it particularly useful for researching, okay, well, you know the problem, like you, you find a news story 
and it's all over the web. But how do you work out where it originally came from? And with this, you can visually track that That's back um, and find the original sources. So very often, you know, when, in our rush to, to share things on social media, we don't necessarily uh, link through to the original, original source because we're picking up from a third party that's picked up on it and there aren't necessarily always the, the space for proper citations uh, within social media posts and this is a great way uh, around that but also you know just analyzing like mentions of your own company or a particular individual it's great for for just sort of getting a really awesome lay of the land on that information landscape around those those, those words that's right and IBM Watson's a whole load more. There's loads of case studies online, the kind of things it can do as well. So, for example, in the tennis tournament in Wimbledon, uh, the the artificial intelligence itself was creating highlight clips of video. And there's a whole case study. It doesn't do some amazing things. So take a look at that as well. Uh, so there's some artificial intelligence looking at news, looking at insights into language. What about next? I'd like to big up Temi. I think this is an awesome tool. <laughs> this was really useful. So we do podcasts and we use a transcription service and nothing will beat a proper human transcription service, in my opinion. Absolutely at the not, no. Um, and we use one called Keyword Divas. They're very, very good. And we basically pay them to transcribe our podcast to make sure it's really accurate. Spot on every time. They don't get a word wrong. Brilliant. If you need something immediate and you want something that's a pretty, pretty good analysis temi does audio transcriptions but they use artificial intelligence to learn and improve over a period of time so you can upload a document the first time you go in the first one's for free actually as well so you can upload it email it through to you it does get some stuff wrong it'll work on audio files or video files yeah and it would try and just work out what's being said now based on your accent how quickly you speak how much you mumble like i do it's going to have differing levels of success but actually it's pretty good and what you can do is you can kind of listen read it and correct it a lot more quickly and if you correct it in the tool itself it will learn and improve yeah so that's the the whole objective the the first it was an audio interview i uploaded and it didn't understand a word i said but the the other guy who was from north america understood him it was probably about 97 percent accurate well i think this reflects the fact that it's been used more widely in north Mm. america it's more used to those accents unless unless on the isle of Wight. Just, just putting that out there. Yeah, that, that is possible. You know, a <laughs> little bit niche. So, yeah, so it's great looking like. So if you need a very quick audio transcription, have a look at Temi. And again, all of these will be in the show notes at targetinternet.com forward slash podcast. And one last thing on it, it, it timestamps when key things are said, which is so, so useful. It's one of the best features. You know, sometimes even when we're editing podcasts, it's really good to get a bit of a transcript with time timestamps. To do that through, um, you know, a human powered service would be quite expensive. A lot of these services will charge five, six dollars a, a minute for doing that because it's quite time consuming to do that. With, with this, they're literally charging 10 cents a minute, which is, you know, for, you can get like a half hour interview for, for like six dollars. That's that's amazing. Yeah. And I'd say as well, this, the, the first one you get free as well. So just if you need something urgently, it's a great way of doing it. Okay, let's talk something slightly tangential and let's talk about dashboards, a couple of tools. Yeah, so dashboarding, if you've ever attended any of our digital marketing training, we're we're big fans of, you know, pulling together all of the key marketing metrics that you need to, you know, keep an eye on and monitor to to know that, you know, you're achieving your objectives and your aims and and meeting your goals. There, There are lots and lots of different packages out there for doing this, but we wanted to focus on a couple of, free ones uh, quite a few of them charge and if you're new to this it's kind of a big a big ask i think it's great to, to get into this. and actually these, these free tools are pretty good right so the first one is is clipfolio daniel can you tell us a bit more about clipfolio what is it how does it work 
Yeah, so Clipfolio, like many of them, allows you to bring data in from a whole number of different sources, whether that's Google Analytics or your uh, MailChimp account or a spreadsheet. or anything. And there's loads of connectors in there. The nice thing about Clipfolio is it's quite a nice visual, easy to use tool, but there's a free account. So if you're just creating one dashboard and there's just a couple of you doing it, you can do that completely for free. And it's a good starting point to see how could I bring the right data into the right place for the right people. And that's the objective of a dashboard. It's just bringing together the data you need, not all of the data, and visualizing that. And there's some nice, great visualizations. Uh, the paid-for options, there's loads of more things you can do with it. You can create real-time visualizations and those mm-hmm. kind of things as well. But I would I would certainly take a look at Clipfolio if you haven't played around with these. And it's quite an easy one to use. So just give us an example of the sort of things that you could pull together so everybody can get a view of, actually, yeah, that'd be really good if I could do that, see it all in one place. Basic one, maybe you need to show somebody some Google Analytics reports, but they don't need access to the whole thing. And you can just pull out the two or three reports they need and you could have different people. That would be a super easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. How about you need some web analytics data, but you also need some channel data. So you need some stuff from your website, but also maybe from your email system and from your ad system. Mm. You could pull that into one place as well. So the idea is you're pulling together the right stuff, but not everything. And it makes it easier to absorb from that point mm-hmm. of view. So it might be some sales data, the website data and some channel data all into one dashboard. So you can keep an eye on things and then adjust on an ongoing basis. I think that's great. And let's face it, at the end of the day, time is money and less is more when you're in a busy environment. And particularly, I think with individual teams and people within the teams who don't need to be blinded by Google Analytics. I no, think it's, it's one of the point. worst things that it can, be that can happen. It's really overwhelming. And it's like, oh, what, really? In order to make use of this data, I've got to spend three to five days learning how to use this tools. You can not just tell me what I need to know. And I think that's where these things can really come into their own. So... Clipfolio is a great one. Um, many of you will be aware of Data Studio. Now, Data Studio used to be a Google premium product. It's now free, and it connects up to Google Analytics, MailChimp, all those sorts of different places. Not quite as easy, in my opinion, to use as Clipfolio. Very, very flexible, though. But what we have found is a load of templates for Google Data Studio, and those templates can be a fantastic place to start as well. So uh, definitely worth kind of starting from a template to play around with these things. The The problem with Data Studio is it's a little bit, tricky to fiddle play around with sometimes but when you get the hang of it it's actually great and i've created some really nice dashboards for clients with this that that have really worked well so i would say persevere with it and have a play around with it there is a really good support community when you come across any problems as well and we're going to put the link in the show notes through to all those different templates that you can download as well this you've got a good starting point there are some in google data studio itself as well uh, but if they're not quite what you want we'll give you this this kind of design studio templates as well so we are here podcasting Mm. Uh, we should talk about orphonic and a problem that we face, <gasps> Mr. Whisperer. Yeah, so we've had feedback in the... You just in, got quieter, on, as I said that. Sorry, yeah. Mumbling. Yeah, no, so we've, we've had some really useful feedback from a few of you that says, Kieran, speak up. Daniel, or, or you're me too loud. <laughs> yeah. I tend to boom because I spend five days a week kind of booming at people. And Kieran's a bit more subtle, perhaps. I... Yeah, I, I, do you know what? I just need to get more used to being closer to my mic. There you go. Um, and what happens is that we record it. It sounds all right. We can't hear anything more. You play mm. back on a computer, it sounds all right. When you're in a car or you've got your earphones in and you're listening to Kieran, you turn up quite loud to hear his voice and then I come in. And it's like, <laughs> oh my Lord, what's wrong with him? Brian, bless it. It's that kind of thing. So, um, yes, Orphonic will allow you to go for it and it will equalize your volumes which makes a huge impact when people will get so... It's one of these things that seems to really bother people. I've seen quite yeah. a few reviews, not just for our podcast, loads of podcasts, saying, well, it's great, but the volume levels are all over the place. I've yeah. stopped listening. Yeah. So that will help. 
balance out. And it does other things as yeah, well. Yeah, it, it does do. I think it, it removes background hum and hiss. And, uh, and, and, it, and it also, it, it's able to spot when there's music. And just kind of get that to the to the right level. If you're speaking over the music, it'll bring that right down. Now, if you've ever done this manually uh, within an audio editor, you'll know that it's quite time consuming to do it because you wouldn't have to sort of set your your audio levels individually for each like second or or, or block of, of of time within the audio uh, recording. But Ophonic just 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 does it. And it it'll also like add ID three tags to your MP three file. If, if you're into podcasting, you'd know what that is. Uh, if you're not, don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, amazing, amazing tool. And what they'll do is they'll they'll give anybody a free account, and with that free account, you get two hours of audio processing. So I can literally like sound level and and polish up to two hours of of different recordings each month and if you need extra time you need to subscribe to a you know a regular additional monthly amount or you can just buy a like pay-as-you-go pack and uh, we, we purchased an additional 10 hours and i'm gradually working my way through it but it's so so good like it it definitely just sounds better and uh, i'm actually in the process of going through some of our earlier episodes and and applying a little bit of orphonic love and magic to those so that any of you that are experiencing those get to get to hear the better quality audio right something i keep talking about lately and have been doing so forever but we've been doing a lot of work on this a lot of people at the moment is this persona building which is and if you're not familiar i'm sure a lot of you are personas are individuals that represent large groups of your audience so the idea is you split your audience down into a number of groups and you create a persona that represents that group you give them a name you give them a kind of a picture where their demographics are what's important to them where they consume media the channels they're using and so on and then you can say does it work for this persona so if I create this persona, Kieran, I can say, right, does this piece of content work for Kieran? Does this website work for Kieran? Would Kieran like the way that I've done this? Um, there are loads of different ways of doing it, but uh, social bakers have got a nice little tool. If you want something real quick to create a persona, they have a form on their website that allows you to create a persona. And I should say social bakers have got loads of great They've tools on their really website. Good tools, they're they're though, very yeah. good at yeah. this stuff. Um, so if you go through to the Social Bakers website, you'll find those free tools. This particular one is in the show notes, but it gives you a form that you can fill in to very quickly create a persona. But my favorite thing about it is it allows you to download it as a PDF real quick. Yeah. So quick and fast persona creation, it allows you to do it. Moving on from there into something Kieran uses a little bit, which is Pixabay. Pixabay, yeah. So it's a search engine specifically for royalty-free images and you know very often these are literally creative commons license images that that require no attribution whatsoever that doesn't mean to say you wouldn't need to attribute them uh and they you know they do invite you to to attribute and give credit and different licenses require there are different yeah there are different licenses you do need to 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 check but i found it the quality of the images i think are very very good and it's actually it's not just images they do have a little bit of video on there as well and audio files as well i haven't found the audio files files as well so so we're taking a look at if you're looking for some royalty for images don't just google stuff and steal it out of google image please no and if you are using them from pixabay check the the licensing Mm. definitely take a look at that and and even though it might not require a, a attribution you know it's nice to encourage the the creators and give them a little bit you know what what's the harm in a link right and a little bit of a credit so you know do, we we would encourage you to to you know big up big up those guys because they're given their their time and resources for for free but it's it's really great resource to, to have and it's helped me out of a of a couple of holes and you can you know you can make use of it you know and have a really clear conscience on to our last tool for this episode adspresso 
they have a Facebook ad finder. So tell us about that. So if you want to take a look about or find lots of different Facebook ads in a particular sector or, or, or mm. segment uh, of industry i think it's a great it's, it's basically it's a it's a search tool for for finding different styles and examples of facebook ads it's really good because you can search by sector and actually i haven't seen a resource like this elsewhere so i was really impressed by this and just generally for creative ideas for advertising i thought it was fantastic as well so it's, it's definitely worth taking a look at again it's in the show notes but it's a nice searchable database and it's, it's great for looking at what you think works well, what doesn't work, but you know, just to be able to pull it together, lots of different examples, and just see maybe you're looking for new ways of presenting things, and you want to sort of get a layer of land of well, how's everybody else doing it, and what could we do that's significantly different? Because actually, very often, particularly within the the sort of visual advertising space, you don't want to be just wallpaper that everybody walks past because it sort of looks the, and works the same as everybody else. But equally, I think you can learn a lot from how other advertisers are doing it and what general trends are in there. But, you, you know, you, you're comparing and contrasting and, and creating something new. I said that was it, but we've got a bonus one because it's not. It, I think a lot of people are familiar with this. But I think it's worth a bit of a, a mention as well. So we should so. talk about Zoom for a second. Yeah, Zoom is uh, a video conferencing platform, which I think they've got a really couple of really great features to to, to recommend them. the The audio quality is excellent. I've I've never had a bad experience with. How Zoom. does it compare to Skype? I just personally, I just find it a lot more reliable. And one of the other things... I'm saying this because I know that Skype drives Kieran absolutely mad. It drives him grey. And uh, he was very restrained then. I was very impressed. No, do you know what? We've got an episode coming out, which I begin the episode... You won't have heard it yet because I haven't put it out. But I begin the episode with a big apology that it's taken me, gosh, nearly eight, nine months to actually edit the content together. Because it was done on a black and stormy night when Skype... It, where I was was not working well at all and, and gosh the connection dropped out about eight times um, and the, the poor guy I was interviewing like uh, Ollie if you're out there listen to this I love you I love that you carried on with it um, and actually the content we got was really really good but gosh I've had to put loads of time into getting it straight and like you just don't want that so Zoom as it turned out if I'd used that I don't think I would have had these issues and one of the things I love about Zoom is it makes it so easy to get hold of the actual audio once you finish so uh, you can just choose to record the audio. Uh, if you if you've got a paid account, then actually you can literally have it stored within the cloud and download it at any stage afterwards. If you're on the free version, you have to like download it there and then uh, through through your browser. But what I love about it, um, particularly with the paid accounts, you you get the option of separating out the audio, which mm. when you're recording That's two sides of a comment, so so useful. And actually, to do that within Skype, you know, Skype recently bought out like in in the app recording but you just get one file i haven't found a way of getting two separate files without using extension software and bolt-ons and and what have you so yeah from from a perspective of like podcast editing i think it's i think it's amazing uh and the quality i found has been really really good and if you want to do the video thing you can as well so there's some of the tools that we love at the moment. So thank you for listening to Digital Marketing Podcast. We'll speak to you again very soon. There won't be a gap between this and the next episode. We're going to bring one out really soon after this. So apologies for the gap and uh, thanks for listening. Thanks very much for listening to the Digital Marketing Podcast. If you want to continue your learning in digital marketing, get over to targetinternet.com and sign up for the free trial of our digital marketing e-learning platform. 
There's over 140 bite-sized courses for you to try and lots of other learning resources as well. So get on there and sign up for the free trial. Hello and welcome back to the Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Kieran Rogers. And my name is Daniel Roll. Oh, <laughs> Daniel, you're Daniel hungry. Go on, mate. <laughs> Come in, let's get on with it.